0: Hello, I'm Curtis Powers, and this is Agenda Weekly. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I uh, hope you had a nice July 4th, celebrating the 247th anniversary of our country. Those that are fasting on Fridays, thank you so much for doing that. Please continue to, and um, I know God will bless you for that, and you, you've probably already seen so many benefits in your life from having that discipline and that commitment to do that, but Thank you very much for doing that. Those watching on all the different platforms, thank you. On Rumble, make sure that you like and follow uh, so that it gets more views out there in the system. And those that are subscribers, thank you so much for being a part of what we do. We really appreciate it. Those that aren't, if you'd like to become part of our ministry here of educating others and encouraging action and prayer for what's going on, go to agendaweekly.com and there you can subscribe, and you'll get all the different things that we provide each week that will hopefully prepare you to make a difference. This week, it's kind of a sobering uh, topic, but it's a very important one. As I was thinking about July 4th and the reality of where our country is, I thought, you know, all the things we love about America, they're not part of America anymore. All the principles it was founded upon, that's not America anymore. All the ideas and things that came together to create this incredible country have all been replaced, removed, (laughs) uh, destroyed, and so we're really in a weird position. But I'm calling this week, The Arrogant Takedown of America. And I've written a little description here to give you an idea of what I'm going to talk about. But this is really, really important. It, it sounds very sobering at first, but I think we have to get to this reality of understanding this before we really have the potential to take back our country, to to gain control again. We have to first face these facts. The patient, methodical pace that the Marxists have used from the 1920s to the 1910s has now been exchanged for an angry, arrogant, exaggerated race for the finish line. That's what we see all around us. It's like they're driving a semi-truck 80 miles an hour through a residential area and simply destroying anyone that dares to get in their way or try to stop them. The reality that no one wants to face is that we have lost. America isn't going to collapse. She's already collapsed. This is very important to acknowledge if we are ever to have a chance of taking our country back over and building back what she once was. We must be prepared to stand against them and not fall prey to all the crises they are laying the foundations for right now. So many crises you can see from famines to energy shortages to things that are going to be catastrophic, millions and millions dying. and But we're going to talk about why they're doing that in the key part of the program they're going to implement because of that. But here in finishing up, America is gone, but the Orwellian technocratic totalitarian government hasn't been installed quite yet. They still need, several more major global crises to proclaim game over. A civil war appears to be more likely each day that goes by, and we need to be separating ourselves out and creating local solutions to the fundamentals necessary for life. Again, I'm gonna explain all that. It might sound crazy or extreme or over the top, it's not. If you look at things clearly, We don't want to face that fact that we have lost. It wasn't just, oh, we're losing. No, we lost. We've completely lost America. She really doesn't exist at all anymore, except in our minds and in our individual homes where we still practice those principles that made her great, the biblical principles that uh, God blessed to, to lift her up like no other nation has ever been lifted up before. Even the people of Israel who were God's chosen people, they never had anything like America had. That's how pleased God was with us for the way we were doing things at our founding. And then those roots were so influential in, in the families in America, in the churches in America, in the communities in America, even though we've had you know dedicated enemies focused, in premeditation, trying to destroy us for over 100 years at every level, every institution, there was still a fabric of that morality here in the people, not in the country. Every institution in America has been completely captured. And I think that's obvious. Anyone you can think of, and we're gonna go through a lot of that, but you'll realize, yeah, there's, there's nothing left in it that's good. All good has been removed. All that is left is vile, wicked, corrupt, and and destructive to us as a nation. But anyway, I, I think you'll learn a lot in this, but it'll help you have the proper mindset to realize the game to get her back is going to be a lot more difficult than voting in 2024. <laughs> the game to get her back is a lot more important than just uh, hoping things work out and and everything. It's, it's not going to be that. I think we're going to have to pay the price. I think there'll be that moment where all of a sudden it happens where there's the conflict and we're in the middle of a war and we need to think about those things now. You can't wait ever till a crisis comes to decide what you're going to do. It's too late. And we know many crises are coming because they have told us they're coming, and we're going to talk about those too. But anyway, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. One particular article I was reading this week that talked about a United Nations meeting coming up next year, just weeks before the presidential election, is what they call, it's going to be Summit of the Future. And at that meeting, the United Nations is going to try to Get control of emergency responses for the world. Um, and anyway, it's, it's just before the election. And I just think there's so much to that. They need to get all the authority of decision-making outside of America so they can force us to do things we don't want to do by saying Well, this is not your government doing this. This is the United Nations, and we signed a treaty with them, so we have to obey. They're wanting to shirk the responsibility of their actions. They're the ones doing it, but they think that that will blind us to the reality of, of, of they are the ones that are perpetrating these things against us. Now, that's just one of many things going on, but the reality of the other side has won is something you need to let sink in a little bit. They've won in spades. <laughs> they haven't just won like, oh, they barely beat us. Anyone with their eyes open, if you look, I mean, I just think about it now, it's almost laughable. I don't know what I was thinking 10 years ago when I'm like, I think we got them, we might be able to do something here or whatever. When they have all the institutions of influence, every single one, and they're getting more control each day of those. So it's just us, we the people, but when we the people don't control any of the organizations like we're supposed to and any of the institutions like we're supposed to, then, I mean, he who has the gold makes the rule. He who has the power is the one in control. And it, you can pretend that it's not there, but you've probably seen what's going on in Europe over the last couple of weeks where because they have allowed over 20 million Muslims to come into Europe over the last 10 years, it started to unravel. And it's the chaos is being created, which they love. And they're not upset at those riots. They might act like they are, and oh, we need to stop these and crack down. They love riots because it gives them an excuse to declare martial law. So they have absolute dictatorial power, but, you know, the, the, the vehicles, I was, I was looking at this, 5,600 vehicles have been set on fire. I mean, just think about that. If it was five or six vehicles, that's a huge thing. But 5,600, they've shut off the internet in France. But Belgium, France, Switzerland, the UK, Greece, Spain, Italy, they're just crumbling from within because they've brought people in that don't want to work. Um, and they're having to support them. And the people they've brought in hate them. <laughs> and they're trying to be so nice to them anyway, and give them housing and give them welfare. And Islam and communism are like twins in that they despise weakness. They are just disgusted with weakness. The only thing they respect is strength. Um, I remember reading something once Uh, when the Soviet Union collapsed, that Brezhnev, when Jimmy Carter came up and kissed him on the cheeks, because that's a tradition in Russia, he said how disgusted he was to have someone like that, that weak, pathetic leader, kiss him. And, And one of the guys that was around Brezhnev, when that happened, wrote about it. And in some article I read once, I go, isn't that funny? They're just like, Oh, this is disgusting. That's the exact way it was with Stalin. Remember Stalin sitting with Churchill and FDR and Alger Hiss there at the Alta conference and everybody, everything? And Stalin knows these pathetic people. My right-hand man is, is making decisions for them as, what, on what's going to be done and everything. They despise, the communist and the Islamists despise leaders like that. But what's going on in Europe? Is what they're trying to do with our open border here in America. They're trying to bring that to our country where you bring enough people in that have no connection to your culture, to your traditions, to America itself. They have no love of America. They're just here to get as much as they can get. Then, you know, things are going to start to crumble. Replacement Migration was a paper that the UN put out back in 2001, and in there they talk about they need to bring to America, um, at least they would like to have at least 600 million more migrants come to America, 600 million. So two times our current population of new people, just to dilute us down. You bring poverty in with wealth, everyone's poor. And that was the point of it, and to Europe as well. Like I said, they've already brought over 20 million just muslims to europe but the covid lockdowns were a key part of this because all businesses shut down in all these poor countries of the world they made them shut then they start having a crisis of feeding themselves and everything so then they can say oh these people are starving we need to to move them to countries where they can you know make it make ends meet and everything so it's all these things build on themselves but they they know what they're doing in that. They knew that was gonna happen. When you shut down the economy of the world for a year, you're gonna have millions starve to death, but you're also gonna have millions of people that have lost their business or their way to provide for themselves. And those people, you, you're gonna have a great excuse if you wanna bring those into the prosperous countries because they really need help. These poor people just, just need a, you know, a handout, they need help. And so that's some of the things they're doing. Now there's are six areas they've said specifically by 2030, which is only you know, six and a half years away, they wanna cut by 50%. Okay, and the, every, the globalist, the companies, the governments are all working toward this. Here's the areas, 50% cut in food production to save the planet. Right there, that's going to create the crises of starvation worldwide, which gives them the excuse, uh uh-oh, these people are starving to death. We better bring them to America. They can't even feed themselves where they are. 50% cut in clothing production. Interesting. 50% cut in construction worldwide. 50% cut in vehicles worldwide. 50% cut in aviation Cutting the planes, all the stuff going on with the airline industry in America. Back in 1992, the United Nations said, we need to cut commercial air travel to zero. Okay, that was the plan for Agenda 21. So when you see, when they said that 30 years ago and you see, man, why did they force the pilots to get the shots and why are they, they doing all these things and they're forcing equity into the system of even pilots or it doesn't matter if you're qualified or not. If you're a minority, you're going to be hired as a pilot. That's why they've almost had so many wrecks and things. But And then also they wanted to cut 50% of the electronics in America. They're getting us addicted to electronics, and then they're cutting that to save the planet. So they're creating the crises. They're creating the conflict. They're creating the conditions necessary to implement the totalitarian communist system that they want. So like I said at the very beginning, they're just a few major crises away from being able to do that. They know that. So that's why we know crises are coming because things are unraveling right now for them because more and more people are waking up, which is a blessing, but they are in complete control of everything and they don't have the the claws and the hooks in us like they need to, once you get a CBDC where you can erase people's bank account, like in Europe right now, many of the top conservative leaders in the UK, none of the banks will allow them to open a bank account, none. (laughs) Well, you got real control once you get to that point and that's why they're desperately racing toward that finish line to accomplish just a couple things they need so that they will have that type of control of everyone and a little bit more on the the migration is that's why they're shutting down all the farms in the Netherlands. You look at that and you go, why would you do that? Like the most productive country in the world. Why would you cut those down? Because then the starvation worldwide and the poor countries that depend on the Netherlands for their food, it will be the excuse they want. They say in their own papers by 2030, they want to displace one billion people worldwide. That means move one billion people worldwide from the country they are into a Western country, either America or Europe. One billion. That's their goal. And, and it's all going into Western civilization to dilute it. Why? Because Western civilization is where the ideas of freedom, because of the biblical foundation came about and God-given rights and all those things. And so if you can just dilute out Western civilization with all these pagan people or people that are uneducated and have lived under totalitarianism their whole life anyway, they're not gonna rebel against anything. They're just wanting something to eat for today. So, but they're gonna use all this and not tell us when this starts happening, Oh, the reason we're having to move a billion people is because we shut down the farms in the Netherlands and throughout Europe and the, and the world. They're not going to say that. They're going to say it's because of the climate crisis. We don't have enough food anymore because of global warming. And a lot of people will be so dumb they won't remember. No, no, it's not global warming's the problem. You've been shutting down the farms, cutting off the fertilizer for the farms for years and years now. That's why people are starving to death, but that's what they're gonna do, it's crystal clear, and they think everyone is such an idiot, Um, they won't remember that, but that's where we're going. They're also cutting electric production worldwide, not allowing new power plants to be built, They're, they're trying to do that, especially in America and Europe, but that's key because if you read through some of the intelligence papers in America, One of the things they claim is going to happen over the next few years, and they're telegraphing what they're gonna do, they said they think the Trump supporters, the MAGA, nationalists, the the racists in America are gonna try to cut off the power supply to America. That's what they said. so you know, oh, they're gonna cut off the power supply. No MAGA people are cutting off this power supply. We love electricity, and we love how it allows us to be productive. In everything else. But when you see that, you realize, okay, they're going to cut the power supply at some point, say we've been hacked or, or the, the MAGA people have done this. And then just like event 201 where they said, I think there's going to be a coronavirus outbreak and all these things are going to happen. Uh, that's what they're doing again right now with that. So that's probably going to happen. Another clear and present danger of a major crises is the catastrophic contagion that we talked about 2025. The conference they have where they said uh, in 2025 there's going to be a pandemic that is far worse than COVID was. Well, when they say that, you know they're setting the stage for their goals. What's their goal? To cut 70% of the population of the world by 2030. That's their goal. Again, will they reach or not, I don't know. But when you know that's their goal, and then you see these wars, and you see these pandemics, and you see all these things like cutting the farmland so people are not gonna have food to eat clearly, then you realize, oh, they're they're serious about that goal. And of course they are. There's way too many people to control right now. One of the other key signs that we've already collapsed, it's not something coming in the future, Is when you see things like, remember the Grammys show we talked about several months ago, or the Super Bowl halftime show, I mean Biden being in office, a guy that clearly has dementia, can't even put words together, Uh, pedophilia so rampant and being trying to be pushed into the mainstream as if it's acceptable, you know, minor attracted persons and the transgender nonsense. All of this, I just want you to know, shows we lost our country. Uh, The communists are laughing. The globalists are laughing. They don't take any of that stuff seriously. They cannot believe we are so stupid that when we, they say, you know, your little boys could really be little girls or vice versa, or there's 53 different genders or they can't believe we're that dumb. Or we're actually accepting that. But that's how successful they have been. They so dumbed down the educational institutions. They so took over all the elite colleges and universities over the last hundred years that they knew we can get away with anything now. I, I, I'm looking to see what's the next thing they're going to push. That's just stupid nonsense, just like transgenderism. It's not, and they act like it's so real. They're laughing behind the scenes. They know it's not real. They know it's absolute insanity, but it makes them see in us how successful they have been. I think they love it. It's a pride thing where they see, man, we have just destroyed America. And they're laughing all the way. Victor David Hansen, who's a great historian and just so interesting to listen to. We have a great video below today from him, just talking about a lot of different things going on. But he has such a intelligent, interesting perspective. I encourage you to watch that. But he said this quote here. He said, Why are our government, corporations, and popular culture colluding in mass suicide? He goes, why is that happening? Well, it's because of the agenda. <laughs> it's because of what my films talk about. It's because of, of this process they've done, their long march through the institutions that was completed decades ago. And now they're sending it over the edge in just craziness for the final assault. He also wrote an article called Our French Revolution. And how they're not going to stop until the guillotines come out. But I think they already have come out. They're mutilating our children. They're, they're, they've killed our family structures. They, they've destroyed the church in America. They have wrecked the economy. The value of our currency. I mean, it's, there's death and destruction all around us. And we are so prone to keep thinking, well you know, if Trump gets back in there, it's gonna be okay or whatever. We're we're not facing the reality of enemy troops are in the country in control of everything going on and we still think we're free and everything will be just fine in the future, but it won't be. There is a lot of similarities to the French Revolution where the people were stirred up for destruction out of greed and lust for power and money and everything. It wasn't for righteousness. It wasn't like our founding in America where they wanted to be free, not so they could do what they wanted to do, it's so they could be free to do what God wanted them to do. It's totally different. The French Revolution was a mess of of self-destruction and Karl Marx was a student of the French Revolution. He loved it and he studied it. And I believe, it's my opinion, that the Communist Manifesto, all that is, is all the study that Karl Marx put into figuring out how did they do, what did they do in France to create the conditions for the French Revolution? And he dictated that all out. And he said, here's how you stir up a people to have a communist revolution and then give the dictatorship to the person that was supposed to be setting the people free. Communism is not supposed to end in utopia. They say that because that's the only way you can pull somebody in. Just like Satan says, sin's going to be fun and it's going to give you joy and happiness. But he has to sell it that way. Karl Marx knew it wasn't going to end like that either. He was satanic and loved destruction. But the French Revolution is the blueprint being used today to implement... The the crises and the chaos and the destruction so that at some point the people will stir up into a revolution because there's no food because they cut off the food supplies. There's no power because they cut off the power supplies and they love that. That's not something the government's afraid of. They know the slaughter of the people will be a great slaughter and again help them accomplish There's 70 plus percent of the people of the world dead by 2030. So that's why I think that could happen too, and they love it. Macron loves what is going on right now in France. It's not like they're worried, oh, the people are stirred up like, no, this is great. This is why we brought them here, is to create the chaos and the fear and the destruction where we can do whatever we want now. We can put everyone on house arrest. From here on out, we can do whatever. And we'll be in total control of the people. And they will be fearful for their lives. Now, the border I already talked about a little bit. But there's a great video below of a guy down on the border. And it's hours long. You don't need to watch the whole thing. But watch maybe 15, 20 minutes of it. And he is just down there. You get to see what it's really like. And I just really enjoyed watching it where you see, it's unbelievable what's going on, how destructive it is because of the Biden administration and the United Nations, um, but that's below. But I also want to play a clip right now of this Muslim that's talking about what's going on in Europe. He's called the peaceful Muslim or whatever, but but listen to him. He says all the Muslim countries of the world are purposefully sending their garbage to Europe and America, the people that are out of, out of the prisons and the mental institutions and the whole Middle East is getting rid of all the people they don't want there and sending them to migrate to Europe and to America to do destruction here against us, but they don't want to support them anymore in these countries. But But listen to this clip. I thought it was really powerful and that he would be brave enough and bold enough to really lay it out like it is.
1: Funny enough, The IRGC cannot operate in Saudi Arabia. Their supporters cannot have bank accounts in the UAE. The other extremist groups like the Muslim Brotherhood, who are friends with IRGC and Hezbollah people, they cannot operate in Bahrain, in Oman. These are Muslim countries. Where do they operate? In London, in France, in Washington, Washington DC, in Australia, in Canada, Toronto. They operate here. They have bank accounts. They register charity. Right. So Macron, the president of France, recently said the Islamic world is in a crisis. In my opinion, yeah, we do have problems. We do have Boko Haram. We have Al-Qaeda. We have Taliban. We have problems. But the broader picture, Islam is very successful. It's growing very fast. And we're doing really well. Dubai is not in a crisis. Abu Dhabi, the UAE, Bahrain, Oman, Kuwait, there's no crisis there. The Muslim countries are doing good there. Only some places there's a problem. I say, no, you are in a crisis. You went to the Muslim countries and you imported the garbage that the Muslim countries wanted to put in prison or isolate away from society. You went and you imported them. Why? For cheap labor. But these Islamist extremists, they don't want to work. They want free welfare. They want to marry French women, blonde hair, blue eyes. They don't have time to work. So look at Poland. They don't complain from Islamic extremism, not a single terrorist attack in Poland. The moment they sense there's a problem, they crack down on it. Polish policy, beautiful. The French, no. Come. When they come, they use the resources, they go to uh, Washington DC, and they sit in Congress, they support the Iranian regime, they go against the sanctions in Congress, right? With their hijab. Why? Because the ideology is filth, to begin with. When you import that, or you allow it in, or you amplify it, or you glorify it in any way, You make your bed, sleep in it. So that is also a problem of the West. The question is, Tina, did the extremists become stronger or the West become weaker? I say it's both.
0: Wasn't that powerful? That man's name is Tawidi. He's just calling it like it is. That's what's happening, they're sending us the garbage. But that's happening in so many countries. The video below with the guy at the border where they're just showing all the groups, 150 countries are sending all their refuse over here. It's the people they don't want, it's the criminals, so they don't have to pay for them to feed them in the prisons and do all that stuff. So we're just getting the worst of the worst, unlike for the last 200 years, the first 200 years, we were getting the cream of the crop of the world, someone that was that had character, someone that was motivated to, to take a chance and go, we're going to risk everything, but I think if we get to America, we'll be able to succeed. And so we were getting the best, the people that were willing to work hard and wanted to work hard, to prosper, to do something with their life. That's what we were getting. And then in the 1960s, they really started changing that Were Those type of people weren't coming in anymore. The Democrats changed it where we were getting all the troubled and and people that that can't provide for themselves and that that don't speak the language and they never had to learn to speak the language and, and on and on. But that was all purposeful, but it still is today. And like I talked about a little bit earlier, the replacement migration paper by the UN talking about, okay, this is how we're going to dilute down any of the countries in the world that are nationalist, And and that word is supposed to be a bad word to us, but a nationalist is someone that loves their country. So that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Everyone should love their country and seek to make it the best they possibly can. The church, we see through the evangelical church in America this lie that you have freedom in Christ to do anything, There's no rules anymore. That's old fashioned. Modesty, that's a thing of the past. Standards, that's a thing of the past. Um, Biblical principles and hating what is evil, that's a thing of the past. God being holy, that's a thing of the past. God, you know, uh, all his different attributes, like the one that he cannot change, no, that's a thing of the past. The God of the Bible is not the same God today. The God of the Old Testament that hated wickedness and destroyed it. That's not what God's like anymore. So they're defying the Bible. They're defying God who cannot change by redefining him, creating God in their own image. But that's our church today. That's the majority of churches in America today have created a God in their own image. So that means they're cults. They might use the Bible, but they're cults because they have changed who the God is of their religion. The environmental dictatorship they're trying to set up worldwide with the climate hoax. And now Biden this week, I saw, you know, he's trying to black out the sun. So they're going to start pumping more of the chemtrail things into the sky openly now because, yeah, we need to block out the sun. And they're wanting to cut... You know, nitrogen, which is the most vital element in the atmosphere. They wanted to cut CO2, which is a vital element in the atmosphere. It's all lies based on lies, based on lies to gain power and control. It just, it just keeps going. Look at the COVID Holocaust that we just lived through the last three years. Millions and millions of people died at the hands of the medical industry. I mean, it's unbelievable, just to make a profit. The people put on the ventilators, it was just to get your $100,000 check from the government. The people that were given the shot, it was just to make the money off the shot. But that's the world, we, we, the other side's one. They're in charge of medicine, they're in charge of every single thing you can think of. There's nothing you can think of, and nothing I can think of as I sat here this week. We don't have control of anything except our family. And that they're trying to step in and get more and more control of so we don't even have control of ourselves. They're pushing these things on us. Or our own children, they're trying to push these things on us. A hundred years ago, they pushed the rich-poor divide. You poor are poor because the rich are rich. That lie. But then they realized it wasn't working in America because so many times people would be poor but only for a short period of time and they would slowly start moving up the income ladder and so they couldn't keep the people on their side because it was so easy to be prosperous and productive in america so that's when they went to the race thing back in the 60s they started to realize okay that's the main thing now race because you can't change that so we're going to convince every minority in america that all of their problems are because of the white people so now it's every single little ethnic group that there is, and there's 12,000 different ethnic linguistic groups in the world. And so, but all those, we're going to convince them, your problems are because white men exist. And so to create, again, the conditions, hoping that there'll be a civil war. And I think there's going to be, and I'll talk more about that in a second. But so... Because of all that, the melting pot that we had in America fragmented and the unity was dissolved, which means America cannot last in the state it is in right now. It it can't even, we've been taken over, we've already lost the war, but it will fracture beyond this because you cannot have a system where there's no cohesion between the people and, and between, you know, the different groups and things. But that's what the communists do. That's how they get the French Revolutions whenever they want them. There finally so much division people start killing each other in the streets. The reason I really believe that's going to happen, there well there's a bunch of reasons, but this one book to Ordinary Men, if you look at that, um it talks about this one police battalion that um, was in Poland and it was ordinary men. But when you look at all the atrocities they committed, that's what the book is about going ordinary guys, when they're given the right propaganda can do things they would never have dreamed they would do. And that's what's happening. The people against us, the people that have taken over our country are masters of propaganda like no one ever has been before. And so they're going to be able to get ordinary men and women to do things that we would go, that's impossible. How could anyone do that to somebody else? They don't even know. But that's what they're doing. That's what's going on in Europe right now is it's starting to stir the pot. But that's the end goal of this, is to get that bloody revolution, one for the loss of life, which is always key, but then so that the totalitarian arms of government can come down and they will act like it's justified. Uh, They are delusional. They are blinded by their hatred of God and so he has given them over to a reprobate mind so they don't see they're destroying themselves while they're trying to destroy us and the whole thing ends in destruction. They're cutting all the life support systems of the food supply, energy, water resources, law enforcement, a prepared military, adequate education, moral standards, and on and on it goes. They're cutting that. That's the lifeline to civilization and life. And when you cut all those, they don't understand that just like the French Revolution, eventually it turns on the leaders, the Bill Gates and the George Soroses, and the common man goes there and puts them to the guillotine. And so it's just, it's death. It's all Satan has to sell, anybody is death. He never sells it as death, but that's all it is. we should know that from the Bible. All those that hate me love death. That's what the book of Proverbs says. And these people hate wisdom. They hate the truth, which means they love death. What that means is we're going to be heading back to a barbaric world where life has no value and might makes right. And that's the world the communists love, because that's the world in the system in which the Stalins rise to power. It's not who's the most righteous, the most qualified. It's whoever is the most ruthless, the most evil, the most deceitful. Those are the ones who rise to power. It's kind of like the every man for himself world in the old Mad Max movies or those type of things where everything is broken down, and those in power, they they do want that, but they don't understand it's going to end poorly for them as well. Again, the good news in the midst of this, as we wake from our slumber of thinking, we're just one election away from everything being okay, is that millions are awakening. And they have not implemented Orwell's totalitarian, technocratic, you know communist government yet with technology just holding us down where we cannot breathe we cannot move without it and so but but i just i i do think it's going to at some point if there's going to be a trigger there's going to be either the deep state pulls the plug on the power and blames it on on us or whatever something or or the catastrophic contagion is a deadly virus this time and the death and the whatever, something's going to stir the apple cart. And when they fire the first shot, I think things are going to come unglued. I just, I I feel like that's the world we're heading into because they're pulling out all the systems that keep people stable, that keep people calm and, and passive and whatever. When people are starving to death, when people... Uh, don't have power, they don't have a job, they don't have the means of feeding their children. Things just get crazy. And I see by all the things they're doing today, they're trying to set that up the best they can. And they're warning us of many of these things, which lets us know they're going to do these things at some point. They're And the poking Russia and China in the eye, and all the things, I mean, it's just... There's a million different things. And I don't say that to discourage you, but I, I say that to sober you, to um, you might have to make a great sacrifice to for the next generation to be able to give them something that's worth living for. The truth of the b- biblical principles, again, and, and we need to be teaching and training our children what that world looks like so they'll know what they're rebuilding back. But we have lost the war for America. It's over. And that doesn't mean we stop voting or whatever, but we don't think those are gonna be solutions to the problem. Instead, we go, okay, I need to batten down the hatches. I need to be faithful in sharing the gospel because I don't know how much time is left. And I don't know if we're actually going into the gulags or if the the civil war happens and our side wins and then things are set back or whatever it is. But I just feel we need to be prepared and ready because they're wanting by 2030 to have dramatic things having taken place. And for that to happen, there's got to be some major, major things coming about soon to shake the world into enough a state of enough fear that they submit. And I think there'll be tens of millions in America that will not submit, which is wonderful. And I don't know how it all plays out or whatever. And I'm not saying this to scare or whatever I, at all. I just, as I thought about it this week with July 4th, I go, what am I pretending? What am I doing? This is like a joke. I'm celebrating like it's, everything's fine, it's not fine. Um, my movies were right, but it's so far beyond those movies, it's not even funny. Because again, every institution, every person in leadership, every, you look at it all, the people that are pulling the strings on what happens day to day, the entire media, I mean, they've all just talking the lines. Whatever Big Brother tells them, that's what they say even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's crazy, and it, it's just foolish talk. But I don't know, it's, um, uh, I would be serious about being prepared the best you can, being prayerful about everything in your life, trying to get clear direction from God. If you are where you're supposed to be, are you doing what he wants you to do? And but But just start preparing the mindset. Like if we knew in two years, we're going to have China attacking our country, and we need to be ready for this conflict. We would mentally be preparing ourselves for battle. And that's what I guess this whole point of this episode is. Mentally prepare yourself that we might be the generation after hundreds of years of peace in America and prosperity in America that has to pay the price again, like our founders did. Most of them gave up their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Um, we might have to be doing that again. I think it's very likely that the deep state is going to push it to the point of violence in our own country where it's going to all of a sudden explode. And then we're in the middle of that and we need to have thought about what are, what's our plan? What are we doing? Uh, where are we going? Or how are we sustaining life right here? And um, again, if I'm wrong on all that, it's actually worse than what I just said. The worst of all is when you slowly sink into a totalitarian regime. And there's never a moment where there's a big explosion. There's a big thing that happens that shakes the troops to action. There's not the shot there on Concord Bridge where all of a sudden, boom, there's action. No, they shot and kill one of our men. Okay, now we're in. If that never happens, you just slowly sink into the abyss And we know what the abyss is because they've told us. So I'm not exaggerating that either. They've told us you'll own nothing and you'll be happy, which means you're just a ward of the state. So anyway, I'm sorry I'm a little wound up. I just, I was sobered this week as I go, I think I'm kidding myself on some of these things and not taking it as seriously as I should. Um, But the solution is still personal preparation, personal holiness in living a life that's pleasing to the Lord, prayer, commitment to stand for the truth, and then uh, asking God, what would you have me to do? That's still always the solution to the problem. But I think we need to toughen up our minds and toughen up our just attitudes, realizing, okay, the life of ease and comfort might come to an end dramatically at some point, and that's okay. What is right is always worth standing for. So anyway, our verse for this week is Isaiah 41.10. And it's a good one for this. Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Don't ever forget that. Countries have been taken over before. People have been taken into slavery before and the Christians still persevered and maintained their faith in God and did their best to raise the next generation. And then like the Soviet Union example, they didn't know they'd ever come out of that, but they did. And that's the wonderful thing about there being a God on his throne. There's always a point where he finally says enough to the evil. I'm done. I will not tolerate it anymore. And that's why we want to be on his side. But here it is again. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I appreciate you all greatly. And until next week, God bless you.